Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter at A to Z Sports.com. And we are Nashville's on-demand sports.network going live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out uh, all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash atoz. Uh, the Or app, keeping us all safe online, and you can get a two-week free trial with our link, aura.com slash atoz. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer, with three locations in Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. Their website is KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, uh, Denise says, uh, I am ready for the eclipse. If you did not know, there is an eclipse tomorrow on Saturday. Is that why you have your sunglasses on? No, the magic bucket told me to wear the sunglasses. Oh, but the eclipse uh, is on Saturday. Eclipse? What's the eclipse? Yeah, is it what kind of eclipse? Oh, uh, I should know this because I learned about. I mean, it's got to be a lunar, right? Because solar is like a huge deal, so it's got to be a lunar eclipse. Yeah, eclipse. Let's just look this up. Uh, the so it is solar eclipse. Oh, yeah. Now we are not in the best area for the solar eclipse. So I learned about this with our friends at Adventure Science Center when I went to the Science of Spirits. I learned about when the eclipse is going to happen. Uh, if you're in Albuquerque, New Mexico, or San Antonio, Texas, congratulations. You're going to have the best uh, view of the solar eclipse uh, that's coming up tomorrow on Saturday. Uh, but that's not why I'm wearing these sunglasses. It's because the magic bucket told me to, and it's going to be a whole eclipse. I think in Nashville, we're probably going to get a whole one. Uh, in, in, it's a solar eclipse. The whole eclipse will happen in that in that uh, the, the Southwest uh, of the, you know, Texas through New Mexico yeah. parts of uh, like, you know, I think Las Vegas might get some uh, Oregon will have a good view of that. So uh, Denise says, Hey, I'm in San Antonio. Uh, congratulations. You're going to get the best view of everybody uh, for that eclipse that's coming up, but enough cl- eclipse talks. Uh, the Titans are in a spot where they have to figure out how to win a football game. And uh, before we dive into this, um, Sam, you want to update uh, some of the injury situations? We don't have a graphic for it, but just kind of update. You've been at St. Thomas Sports Park the last couple of days. Not today because they're in London, but um, update us on the injury situation of what we've got going on uh, with the Titans right now. So three Titans ruled out already for the game that did not make that trip. That's linebacker Luke Gifford, uh, defensive back Elijah Molden, and wide receiver Traylon Burks, uh, which kind of, a fear, a worry, a concern, uh, but kind of the vibe that I have been getting over the last week or so, which was that the goal for Traylon Burks was going to be Atlanta. Get, get him back for the bye week. They're really the only reason the Titans didn't place him on IR uh, when he went down with this knee injury was, well, we have that bye week, so we don't want to necessarily miss him for that Atlanta game if he'll be back and healthy by then. So no Traylon this weekend against Baltimore. Uh, like I said, Elijah Molden, another potentially impact player that is down and out. Um, figure out what the Titans are going to do at some of their safety depth and potentially a Dane Cruikshank game coming with Mark Andrews and, you know, how much we know the, the Ravens like to get him involved on offense. Tier Tart did travel, but he has not practiced up to this point. So uh, it's listed as a toe injury and it kind of remains up in the air. Uh, I, yeah. No sign of tear tart, but Mike Vrabel seemed a little bit more optimistic that he would be out there than he was about Traylon when he was asked earlier in the week. Yeah, I do find it interesting that they traveled tear tart. I thought it was a good idea, and I talked about it yesterday. I did not expect or think it was a smart idea for Traylon Burks to fly, uh, and that was a decision that clearly the Titans agreed with. So he is uh, out for this game, like you mentioned, and the the we had uh, the question yesterday, Sam. It's who will the Titans miss more versus the Ravens, Tier Tart or Traylon Burks? And like 85, 90% of the comments were Tier Tart. And I just thought the the interesting aspect of the the NFL team will miss the undrafted free agent more than they would dra- miss the first-round draft pick. Uh, the context and situation stuff matters, but just the over the big-picture view of 
that statement was kind of shocking. Yeah, I mean, Tier Tart made a lot of money last week by sitting on his couch and watching how the Titans' run defense performed um, against the Colts without him out there lets you know what a disruptor he is. And so I would agree with that, that I think the Titans are going to miss Tier Tart if he doesn't play more than they would miss Traylon Burks. So, um, you know, got to cross your fingers and hope he's out there. Like this Ravens rushing attack is even better than the Colts because they have the mobile quarterback that they run a lot of like read options with and zone options and, and things that are like can beat you with explosive running plays and not just like gains of five to eight yards here and there. So, yeah, this isn't Zach Moss that we're talking about. This is a much better running attack. And you're going to need Tier Tart if you want to, you know, stay impactful on the defensive line. But yeah, Tier Tart has done nothing but made extra money by not playing right now, which is wild. Uh, Tier Tart is going to get. I mean, after watching last week, I was like, maybe the Titans should resign Tier Tart with that hundred million dollars of cap space they have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows what that's going to cost, uh, especially as the Nico offseason topics. That, that's something we can put in our back pocket Danico Autry or Tier Tart who's more important for 2024 no uh, because I believe both are on the last year of their deal if I'm not mistaken uh, but Sam uh, there's a lot to go into this game <clears throat> and Mike Vrabel Kevin Byard and Ryan Tannehill were all talking about going into the bye with a win to get to three and three and really the urgency behind what this game represents it feels a lot more different than what a typical week six game would mean. Uh, but here are some of the Titans leaders. How important might it be even more going into a bye, trying to get to 500? Well, it would be, you know, it'd be nice to get get back, uh, you know, even and, and then give ourselves a chance after the bye to, to put something together. I don't I don't disagree with you one bit. Just say the urgency is at an all-time high. Um, just how it would be anytime we, we lose a game or whatever it may be, we got to find a way to get back on track. Uh, it's going to be important for us to get on the road, obviously across the water, uh, to get out to a fast start. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be important. You know, you want to, uh, you know, we want to win a lot more games than, than we are right now. So, you know, the, that's the onus this week is to, to finish this week with a win, no matter the circumstances, where we're at, who we're playing. Uh, Got to find a way to, to go win this game on the road um, and, you know, head into the bye uh, at three and three, and then we'll, we'll go from there. So there's uh, Vrabel, Kevin Byard, Ryan Tannehill. I think, you know, Vrabel said it's a great question, <laughs> you know, from Teresa Walker because it does feel like there is a massive difference between two and four in three and three for this Titans team, especially because they've been on this lose, win, lose, win, lose. You need to follow it up with a win then have a bye week in that lose slot and then come back and maybe beat the Falcons at home where they're two and zero to get above 500 and then to see where that this season can take. Them. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I kind of talked about this on Titans at two earlier in the week, Austin, but there's nothing worse than the NFL when you lose as a fan and you're sitting there for an entire week waiting on your team to like come back and hopefully write that wrong. It's even worse when you have a bye week the next week. And it's even worse when you're coming off of back-to-back losses. So like the level of morale that I think I'll add, Titans... I'll add another. It's even worse. It's even worse when the plane, the plane ride home is eight and a half hours. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like it, it, it just feels like for the morale in the Titans locker room, for the morale amongst the fan base, for the morale around this team and for the rest of the 2023 season with where the Titans want to get and what feels like is possible for them. Three and three to two and four is a massive difference. And so I was feeling pretty good heading into the Indianapolis game that, hey, the Titans were going to get oh, find a way to get to three and three somehow. I thought the Titans would beat the Colts and that they were kind of playing with house money. But now it's almost like your back is up against the wall and you have to beat the Ravens. If you don't, it would feel like this beginning portion of the season, probably a big disappointment. Yeah, for sure. So, Sam, we've got two hypotheticals. One of them will become true uh, on Sunday uh, after the Titans-Ravens game. So we'll get to the first one. They are both fill-in-the-blank uh, opportunities for you guys in the chat. So fill in this blank. If the Titans beat the Ravens, dot, 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 this season blank. Fill in that blank. If the Titans beat the Ravens, this season blank. So you're uh, it's up to you uh, filling in the blank uh, right there. But first, uh, let me go to 
uh, our great friends at Krebs Kubota. Krebs Kubota is where you should turn for all of your equipment needs. Uh, they have three great locations in Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. Their website's KrebsKubota.com, and they are an elite Kubota dealer, which means uh, they've got the best equipment in the industry across the entire country with the Kubota line, and that direct line to Kubota means you have the best warranties uh, with your equipment uh, that's out there as well. Plus, the Krebs family name, they've been serving Middle Tennessee for over 18 years, and they strive to have the best when it comes to community uh, customer service in your community uh, for everything you need when it comes to your equipment. So check them out for all of your equipment needs, big or small projects around your property, around your home, KrebsKubota.com. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Unfortunately, the Atlanta Braves uh, were eliminated last night, but uh, there is still playoff baseball to go. There is still college football and a lot of NFL action, as we know. And the NHL is back. If you're looking to get in on some Preds action, place your bets with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, and use that bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up. Up to $1,500 back in bonus bets, a second chance to win big. All right. So, Sam, the question we've asked, the hypothetical, is. if the Titans beat the Ravens this season blank, and we asked people to, to fill in the blank and here is the look at the Titans schedule. Uh, we've, we've known the first six weeks, that top row were very challenging. Then you get the bye week and you get to kind of figure out what the rest of the schedule looks like. So if the Titans beat the Ravens and get to three and three, we want you to fill in this blank this season. What? Uh, I, I find this to be fascinating to keep it as open-ended as possible uh, for everybody watching on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, so, uh, Sam, what are you seeing here um, uh, from the chat? Fill in the blank. If the Titans beat the Ravens, this season is wide open, says Bork. Uh, is not lost, says Steven. Manageable, says Alex. Uh, okay. Isn't over yet, says Austin. Recovered, says JR. Uh Still gonna suck, says Monty. Uh, back on, says Titans Kyle. Turning around from Jody. Still in play from Scott. A waste, says Hello Ladies. Uh, a waste? Not suck. If they get to three and three, it's a waste? Yeah, it seems like that would be, uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, might not suck, uh, says Justin. Uh, will be a playoff team, says Pistol Ramsey. Still alive, says Linwood. Has a pulse, says Eddie. Uh, typical says Lucas just getting started from Benjamin. Uh, let's see. Uh, obtainable says Darius is still up and down from Steven uh, is still the same says Jeff wild from Brandon. That's kind of a good answer. What with the up, yeah. down, up, down, up, down, and some unpredictable wins and unpredictable losses. Wild. Not a bad answer. We will do up downs until the two tone blue is no longer thirsty. <laughs> Yeah, and then we've got on the flip side of things, Ty Kendrick says, steady. It's been steady. Uh, is still a question mark. The season has potential. Still an identity issue. The season is alive. We have it being a roller coaster. Still unknown. Is not a wash. Uh, is still a step into limbo. So we've got some uh, in- inconsistent, some good answers from the chat here, Austin. Um and my, what came to mind immediately for me, if the Titans beat the Ravens, this season is right on track. It is right on track. Um, you and I talked about the schedule a lot beforehand, looking at what the Titans had to do in this beginning slate of games. Mm-hmm. I thought two and four was like still recoverable. Now, how you get to two and four matters, but I thought two and four was still recoverable. Three and three felt like a really good place to be. And so the Titans have not looked like I expected them to. Like I said, they've they've lost some games I thought they would win and won some games I thought they would have lost. And I do have some concerns moving forward about how good teams like Indy and Houston have looked to open the year and like potentially what that means for the Titans' strength of schedule later on. But if you can get into this bye week at three and three with three AFC wins over the Chargers, Bengals, 
and Ravens, you're not only alive in the AFC South, you're alive in wildcard contention. You have a pretty, like, relatively weak strength of schedule coming up, and we can throw it up again here, mm-hmm. where you get to play Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Indianapolis in five of your next six games. Uh, a lot of winnable matchups there to get you over 500 and put you right in the middle of that playoff hunt. So if you win, you are right on track to do what you thought you could do at the beginning of the year for me. Uh, and that's why this is such a big game because I think the swing to two and four is a significant step down. Yeah. So on track is your answer is right, right on track, right on track. Yeah. Now it's a, it's a roller coaster, but it's on the track. It's still on the tracks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that that's a good point, right? We're, we are all over the place. It's been a scary ride. I don't know if we're up, down, somewhere in between, maybe upside down on a loop-de-loop, but we're on the track. And as long as we're on the track, we feel like we're going to get there. Yeah, so my answer to this question, if the Titans beat the Ravens uh, in London to get the 3-3, three and three, this season has everything you want still ahead of you. And everything that you want is still achievable. Now, that that might be a, another way to say right on track, like you said. But yeah, I think playoffs i think winning the division all of these things are still in play and then you would get another win over an afc team and you know you have a chance to to have those head-to-head tiebreakers and against the potential wild card team like the chargers the Bengals, who i think will get right uh, and continue to get right a little bit and then against the baltimore ravens that if that comes in there and then uh, you have the three AFC wins that will come into play and some other tiebreakers when it comes to seeding in the playoffs potentially. And so I think everything is still in front of you that you want to accomplish this year if you can get to three and three. Now, the matchup is difficult. The Titans are a four-point underdog. We do know that Mike Vrabel leads the NFL since 2018 in winning games outright as an underdog, and he has yet to win this season as a favorite. Uh, now they haven't been favorites that often. They were favorites, um, actually just the one time against the Colts. I believe that the saints were a favorite. The chargers were a favorite. The Browns were the favorite. Uh, the, the Bengals were the favorite as well. Cause I lost a lot of money on the Bengals money line <laughs> in that game. And then, uh, the Titans were the favorite against the Colts and lost on the road. So I do think that's a typical spot for Mike Grable teams to be in and succeed is to be the underdog in a spot where nobody's expecting them to do anything and come out and and whip somebody's ass because they did that two weeks ago in Nissan stadium and kind of like a frisky underdog where like the situation in this London game, it's weird. It's a weird game. And typically when you have weird things going on where, you know, game plans might be slightly altered. Your preparation leading up to it is slightly altered. These are the kind of games that Mike Vrabel finds a way to like surprise people in where you're just like when you're playing a Thursday night game off of a, off of a Sunday night game, you've got short rest and the other team is, you know, on extra rest after a buy and things are just like off. Vrabel finds a way to like win those games. The problem with the Titans has been like, all right, now make your layups, like win the ones you're supposed to. Um, But yeah, this would be, it would be certainly be, I like that comment earlier still like just wild because if you would have told me they were three and three at the bye week when we started the season, I guarantee I wasn't picking chargers, Bengals and Ravens as their three wins. I probably would have gone literally the exact other three as the three games they would win. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's just see, uh, uh, a comment from Monty says, take their words with a grain of salt. If they said the truth, no one would watch. We have beat two teams with a handy, with a handicapped burrow and a charger team without Austin Eckler, which is 60% of their offense. So Monty's calling us out, I guess, of our words, uh, with a grain of salt. If we say the truth, no one would watch. I don't understand uh, what Monty is doing attacking Sam and I uh, this morning, but you know, Monty, if you want to follow up with some extra, you know, clarification or a double down of what you're talking about there. But I look, I mean, I mean I, every NFL game, there are stipulations around availability, right? Like that's just kind of how the league works. <laughs> You know, well, but like, yeah, like objectively, if you're three and three, you're going to be 
at worst, a game within first place in the division heading into a weaker part of your schedule. And I mean, there was a comment here from Jody that says there's not one gimme after the buy. And I agree with that, but no game in the NFL is a gimme. I, I, I think there are, you know, well, I mean, you just said make your layups. Carolina might be a gimme. Like I, Carolina's bad. Um, and, you know, we'll see how Bryce Young looks in week 12 compared to week six right now. But, like, I don't think it's arguable to say that these are, like, some certainly some winnable games. I mean, you're not dealing outside of Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars in week 11. One of my favorite things about that slate is that you're not, you don't play a good quarterback until week 14. Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young slash Andy Dalton, and whoever's starting for the Colts. Like, you're not dealing with Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson anymore. And so, like, the you have some good defenses on there. Tampa's a good defense. Pittsburgh's a good defense. Atlanta's okay all around. They're pretty average across the board. And, like, they can compete and stay in some games. Yeah, but the defenses it, uh, that you've played, the defenses of the quarterbacks that have been on the schedule the first six weeks are the are the are both the top notch of what you're going to play the whole season. Yeah, and, and so like I I feel better uh, up until you go to Miami in Week 14 and have to play Tua Tyree Kill and and Jalen Waddle in that offense. That's a game I go into scared of uh, and afraid of what the Dolphins could potentially do to the Titans secondary. None of those first six games scare me. And so that's a big, big uh, thing that I have to, to lean into here is objectively, if you can get to three and three heading into that slate of games, you are very, very much alive. And like I said, you're still on track. And like you said, everything you could ask for in the season is still in front of you. So yep. yeah, I, I don't know where that sort of comment is coming yeah. from or, or how you disagree with that analysis because yeah, yeah I think, you sign up for three and three yeah. right now. Jody says, well, Tua might be out by then. Also Typically true. he has done something. Yeah. yeah. He has done something like Sky, that. Mike White, Mike White, Mike White back up there. Uh, I and then so. I didn't want to get to this. Matt uh, drew ask is Burks back. Uh, Traylon Burks is back in Nashville and the Titans are in London. Uh, so no Traylon Burks is out. Did not travel with the team. Uh, the other uh, Luke Gifford and, Elijah Molden were the three players with Traylon Burks. They did not travel with the team to London, which I think was a smart idea. If Traylon Burks is, uh, you know, going through and dealing and rehabbing and trying to uh, monitor that knee injury, the last thing that Traylon Burks needs to do is sit on a plane for a collective 16 to 17 hours. Uh, then you add the taxiing Oof. a part of the plane. That's probably, you know, 18, 19 hours of sitting on a plane with a bum knee. That's a, a, not a smart move. So the Titans did the smart thing and left Traylon Burks in Nashville uh, for that too. T.R. Tart did travel, which is interesting because he has not practiced in two weeks. Uh, the Titans were practicing this morning when I woke up and so in London. So we'll find out uh, later on this afternoon or maybe even later on this morning about if T.R. Tart will be a go or not, or if he'll have a questionable type destination uh, there too. So uh, Sam, I had... Um, We've had two, we have two hypotheticals. We've gone through one of them. We're going to get to the other one here in a second, but I, I do want to kind of throw something on you on, on the top, uh, off the top of my head. Yeah. When the Titans were in London last time in 2018, something changed drastically that has been the biggest aspect of this team since then. Derrick Henry became Derrick Henry after the London game last year. Uh, I, you know, Buck had Keith Bullock on uh, the uh, 615 Sessions podcast last week. And Keith told a great story. I wish I would have pulled the clip because it was phenomenal um, of Keith sitting in London next to Eddie George, watching Derrick Henry tiptoe, sidestep, hesitate his way through a hole. And Eddie said, uh-uh, that's not how this is going to happen. And then there was that infamous conversation that Derrick Henry and Eddie George had after the London game that changed Derrick Henry's career. Derrick Henry at that, at that point was saying that he was running soft. And then later on a month and a half after that London game, Derrick Henry exploded on Thursday night football with four touchdowns against the Jags, including that 99 yard touchdown run that put him in NFL history. The first time he's been in NFL history a lot 
since that. Um, and so Anthony says, this is not a story. Playing in London won't change what's going on now. Stay in the past. It's irrelevant. Stay out of the past. It's relevant. So Anthony, my question is, if there was a important change of something in London again this time, what could that be? So think about that. If there was a Derrick Henry type transformation with this current roster, who or what could have this light bulb breakthrough moment in London, uh, like what happened six years ago. I'll let you think on that. Uh, but first, Farm Bureau Health Plans, uh, they can have your light bulb moment of saving money on your health coverage and getting better coverage too. Farm Bureau Health Plans, they've been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years. So they have perfected the health plan game and they can help you out with whatever situation you are in. Uh, whether you are a single entrepreneur, independent contractor, going and attacking the world by yourself, you need somebody in your corner when it comes to health coverage that can help you out. That's where Farm Bureau Health Plans comes into play. Maybe you have a growing family. You want to plan on that long-term health coverage for that long-term family. Farm Bureau Health Plans can do that as well. Maybe your family is out of the house. You're empty nested with your spouse and you need the next level of health coverage Farm Bureau Health Plans, they got you there too. 200 plus locations, 218 to be exact, across Tennessee. It's so easy to start at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's a second chance to win big with the king of sportsbooks and the bonus code ATOZ Sports. Whether it be on NFL, NHL, MLB playoffs, or college football, make sure you're doing your playing with the king of sportsbooks and betmgm.com. All right. So I'm going to rephrase my question because I got to, you know, kind of play it in my head. Who could be a Derrick Henry type transformation candidate for the Titans this time in London? So who could be a Derrick Henry type transformation candidate? this time for the Titans in London. Um, so I kind of went over that. That's where things changed. Um, so um, let me know what you think about, about that. And if you got some comments in the chat you want to get to on who could have their breakthrough moment, you can go ahead and go there. Yeah, well, I keep seeing – I'm trying to find a specific one. I just see a lot of Chig it, it is really what I see the, the chat saying. Alex says Chig getting on track to be the offensive weapon he should be. Uh, and then Matt Johnson says, uh, Fulton or Dillard, the ideal breakthrough candidates in London. So some potential options. If you want to follow this Derrick Henry path, right? Is it, is it Delaney Walker whispering in Chig's ear? Hey man, we got to start catching balls. You know, you know who's in London? Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker's in hey, London. Delaney maybe. Walker is in London as a Titans legend for this game. Yeah. So, Hey, may, like maybe it's Delaney Walker talking to Chig after the game going, Hey man, we, we got to start catching these passes and running hard down the field and, and blocking with some physicality and ha- having a little bit of a, have a little bit of pride in our blocks here. Maybe it's the thing that unlocks Chig. Uh, I'm going on the other side of it though. And I think if there's going to be somebody who snaps out of it and wakes up, it has to be Christian Fulton. It has to be, a guy who seemingly most of his errors are mental errors of like getting lazy and trying to do too much and being undisciplined and not getting the message. This is my issue with Christian Fulton right now, Austin. He doesn't get it. He he hasn't gotten it. And whether it be, you know, we're in week five and he's still putting his eyes in the backfield, trying to jump routes and man coverage and getting beat deep after Mike Vrabel says over and over again, stop keeping your eyes in the damn backfield and guard your man and just try and tip a pass. He doesn't get it. Uh, he like the fact that he sits there in the locker room after the fact and says, Oh, it's the refs. It's hard to play the, the refs. I felt like I was very technically sound today besides one play where, where 11 caught the out. That was on me, I guess. But for the most part, I think I was technically sound. It's hard to play against the refs and the receivers. It's a guy who doesn't get it. And, uh, you know, if, if there's something that I think could, like, change on a dime, it could be Christian Fulton's mindset and understanding what's being asked of him and understanding that, hey, you keep up your current mentality, you're not going to be in the NFL for much longer. Uh, and so 
yeah, he needs to snap out of this. And if he plays and is given an opportunity, maybe it's the wake-up call he needs. I think the reason why this answer is not Christian Fulton is because Derrick Henry was aware and admitting to him running soft beforehand. Like you said, Christian Fulton is doesn't think he's playing bad. Christian Fulton in that post-game presser after the Colts game said, you know, I guess if you're on everything, they have to double move. Hey, they're running double moves. My coverage is too good, man. He's like, yeah, like what? Like what reality is or is Christian Fulton living in? And, and that's the bonkers thing to me is that he truly thinks he's balling. <laughs> like, and he thinks, man, uh, double moves. They have to run double moves on me to get open. Yeah, Christian, uh, Opposing teams have run double moves on you 18 times for completions for 270 yards, right? That's yeah. Double moves. No, that's so I don't think it's going to be Christian Fulton because I don't think he sees the light yet. True. Uh, But I guess that's, I'm not saying that is going to happen. I'm just saying if there's something, if there's something that could happen, it would require Christian Fulton to see the light and to understand I am, in fact, not balling right now. I, I am, in fact, uh, getting cooked down the field, and I need to change the way that I approach my games and my techniques and, and my, my you know, preparation uh, in order to be more disciplined. And, and I don't know what that is that unlocks that. Maybe it is what Mike Vrabel said. Maybe it is a benching. Maybe it is Trey Avery or, or you know, Kendall Vildor taking more reps and more snaps at cornerback. And the Titans saying, look, dude, like you stink right now. And, and mm-hmm. until you like get like get your stuff together, you're not playing. And maybe that does like unlock this thing of him realizing, yeah, I'm not playing great right now. I need to fix it. And then we see a, a new and improved Christian Fulton moving forward. I hope that's what happens. I don't know if that's likely, but I, I think it's it's possible. Yeah. Uh, Paul uh, says tough night uh, last night, Austin sunglasses, or is it Fulton too bright for you? <laughs> uh, no, uh, the magic bucket told me to wear sunglasses. Um, so that's, that's what I'm doing here. Uh, and then Alex says at this point, it's on the coaches that keep putting him out there because he continues to make the same mistakes. I mean, we are at that point. Yes. I, Alex, I, I think you're spot on. And that's why I think, and I've yeah, said Christian this Fulton since Monday. Plays against the Ravens and gets beat over the top a couple times. It like Yanking nobody me. to blame, but the coaching staff yep. right now, because you knew that this was, that this is a problem and you're still playing him. So. Yeah. A uh, savage servant who about had an aneurysm yesterday on the show for me, not reading his comments fast enough. It says just tuning in. Have you guys talked about Jerry Judy official at uh, official as in 10 minutes ago that Jerry Judy is on the mm. trade block. Look, I, I think that could be interesting there, Savage Servant. Uh, look, it's Friday. I think what we're talking about here with this Titans team, this game determines what yeah. type of trade conversations we're having next week. So I, I appreciate that you brought that up there. Me and Sam, I guess it was Wednesday after the show, started planning some preliminary trade conversations for next week's buy uh, about what this could be. But yeah, you kind of have be- to wait to see this result. Going to be a lot of uh, trade talk next week because it's a bye week because you're coming right up on that deadline uh, shortly after. Uh, and because we know right now, at least where like a couple of the Titans big weaknesses are. And as you pointed out, Austin, been a weird number of trades in the NFL up to this point this season. where like, we've seen a good amount of players dealt for pretty cheap prices. And, you know, what could that mean for the Titans as they look to sort of get on the right track to playoff contention. So I'll be all over the trade deadline content right now. We got to focus on like, can the Titans beat Baltimore? Because Uh, if you beat Baltimore, you're in a much better spot to make those deals. Yeah. I I will say this uh, because uh, Kevin says the Titans also have nothing to trade. I thought that Kevin, until I started seeing what was being traded already in the NFL trade prices are low. Like teams are trading draft picks or swapping draft picks like two drafts from now. Like, I don't think there's been a trade made with a 2024 pick involved. I feel like they've all been like 2025 day three picks. And so I think my opinion has changed on the Titans potentially being buyers, but I think they have to, they have to at least have a good showing 
in this game to be a buyer at the deadline. So again, we'll talk about that. I think we got a lot of good uh, conversations ahead of us when it comes to trade deadline, but Sam, my answer for the, who could have the Derek Henry type transformation in London for the Titans this time, this time compared to what uh, the King had in 2018. I think the correct answer is Chig. Uh, I think we've seen flashes. We've seen him play physical, but we've seen him drop passes and they've been like third down potentially conversion passes that he's dropped. Uh, he's got great yards after the catch ability. We saw that he led every tight end in the NFL last year in catches of 40 or more yards. A cup, a lot of them. I think all three of those catches of 40 or more included yak. And so I think Chig has an opportunity to really do something. Um, and I might be foreshadowing something that we're going to talk about later in the show, Sam, uh, that I did already this morning, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but Sam, we've asked one of our hypotheticals and then I threw a curveball at us, uh, already here, but let's get to our next hypothetical. So we've talked positive. We've said fill in the blank. If the Titans, we should probably re let's get to Darren real quick before oh, we move it on. Okay, Cause he's still on, he's still on track with like kind of the That's cool. talk like here. That. Yeah. Darren says, I remember a few years ago being a fan, just excited to see how the team's attitude was. We're going to beat, uh, beat up the opposing team uh, up physically. Now it's now it feels like the attitude is just don't mess up. Um, I do think there is some, something to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got guys that are underwhelming and that you are kind of hoping that you can just get some sort of serviceable performance from like your, your Christian Fulton's your Andre Dillard's your, you know, the, your guys of, of that nature that you're just like, all right, just don't go out there and be the detriment to the team this week. Um, and certainly not fun when you feel like you're playing not to screw up and you're playing just to kind of tread water and stay alive instead of trying to take the fight to the opponent. Now there are guys on this team that, that still do that, that still are, all right, I'm going to come punch you in the mouth. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think this is a very fair frustration from Darren and probably yeah. something that Titans fans everywhere would would feel uh, and empathize with. Yeah, definitely relate uh, to that comment from Darren. Uh, a lot of people should. All right, so we did fill in the blank. If the Titans beat the Ravens this season, blank. Now it's the opposite. Fill in the blank. If the Titans lose to the Ravens, this season is what? All right, so fill in that blank. Uh, if the Titans lose to the Ravens for two and four, Going into the bye week, this season is blank. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about our great sponsor, Aura, who's keeping me safe online and protecting my information. They can do the same thing for you. They're doing it for Sam, for Zach, for several people with A to Z who have signed up with the Aura app. And you can get a two-week free trial with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Once again, two-week free trial with our link only, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Or identified 30 data brokers that were profiting off of selling my information to telemarketers and robocallers and spammers. They opted me out of those lists in five or six days for all 30. They continue to check for data brokers gaining my information and keeping my information tight. So I'm not getting robocalls. I really don't. And that's an honest truth. I don't get robo or spam calls uh, at all like I used to. Now, also, they have password management and protecting credit and identity theft monitoring and parental controls. If you have the kids on the devices on the home Wi-Fi and you don't want them to go certain places, or it can help you set those up as well. Two-week free trial, as easy as it can be with our sponsor, with our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM. Get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. MLB plays, NHL plays, college football this weekend, or maybe it's a, a bet on the Tennessee Titans this Sunday morning as they take on the Ravens. Uh, Austin and I are going to give you some picks later on that we like, but whatever your pick is, if you've got some conviction behind one, place it with BetMGM and use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. Even if it loses, you get a second chance to win big with up to $1,500 back in bonus bets back into your account. That's why they're the king of sports books on betmgm.com. All right. So, Sam, we did the positive. Now it's the negative. If the Titans lose the Ravens and drop the two and four before the bye this season, blank. If the Titans lose, this season is tanked, according to Steven. It's over, baby, from Trey. Uh, very disappointing, says Ashley. In London, 
uh, says uh, Jay. Down spiraling, says Austin. Going, going, gone from Stephen King. Punted from Curtis. Uh, on life support from Troy. An uphill battle from Scott. Uh, chalked, says Caleb. Shaky, says Deborah. In danger, says Steel Titan. Rebuild, says Benjamin. Uh, season is a loss from Big Ten Jeff. It's a waste from Hello Ladies. It's challenging from Nathaniel. Uh, it's in the ICU, says T-Von. Uh, cooked, potentially, says Darius. Uh, is just <laughs> well, another season. Couching that, yeah. Uh, says uh, Alex, just another season is slowly going downhill, says Orlando. Probably a wash. Uh, hard to rebound from. On life support seems to be a common one here. In jeopardy, says Bork, still inconsistent. Uh I like the ICU life support stuff, Austin, because mine is if the Titans lose, this season is on the ropes. Uh, the Titans are then with their back up against the wall. Time and- out. Before you explain, I want to I want to see if we can rank this. Where, how do you rank from deadliest to most oh, okay? All right. On, hold on. The, the options that you have are life support. Hanging by a thread, um, in the ICU or on the ropes, which one is the deadliest and which one is the most likely to recover? Rank those four in in most likely to recover first. So, on the ropes, hanging by a thread, ICU, life support. Where? How do you see these things stacking up? And because Matt support- says they're all the same thing, I disagree. I think there is nuance to it. Life support is the most deadly. Absolutely yep. the most deadly. Most okay is on the ropes. On the ropes. Yeah. Next most okay hanging uh is in the ICU. Yep. And then in between is hanging on by a thread. I agree. I, I don't yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but for some no, reason I, it does. I'm, that's <laughs> the same thing I thought. On the ropes, you're not you're you're good. Like you can come back and win this boxing match if you get backed up on the ropes. If you're in the ICU, you can come out. You can go. You got some tough stuff to get through, but you can come back from that. If you're hanging by the thread, all it takes is one little snip of the scissors and you're dead. And on life support, somebody else might make that decision for you, right? That's that's where I I view it exactly how you said it. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know why that makes sense, but I think it does make sense. Um, I've got them on the ropes because, like I said, two and four you can still you, like, you're not dead. Like you are not at that point yet at two and four with the, the, the schedule you've got left. I wouldn't count the Titans out at two and four, but it would certainly feel like you were on the cusp. If, if you went to two and four, having lost to the Colts and lost to the Ravens into the bye. Uh, and th- yeah, Paul Rocky lived on the ropes and still won. <laughs> Rocky was th- this is Rocky was kind of a loser. Like Rocky lost like a lot. Rocky lost a lot. Well, yeah, but he won when it mattered. I mean, for a guy that has like seven movies about him, like how many fights did he win? Two. What? That's- All right. You Rocky's talking. a lovable I'll loser. That, Rocky's record. Okay. Rocky is a lovable loser. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry. The chat seems upset about it. Trace says Rocky's a loser. Wow. Uh, he, I don't know. He lost a lot of big fights. Right. Man. I'm Googling Rocky Balboa's boxing record. Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, man. Rocky was 57 wins and 23 losses and one draw. 23 losses as a boxer is, like, not good. Yeah, but 57 wins? You said two wins, like, two minutes ago. dudes in the parking lot of strip clubs for, like, 40 of those. Oh, no, 54 of his wins were by knockout. Against dudes in the parking lot of a strip club. No, those were unsanctioned. Come on, Sam. Those you count sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Look, so like, it's it, like it's Rocky's weird. wins are like Jake Paul's wins. He's fighting like you know retired guys and stuff. Yeah, he's he's winning. He's winning two out of every three matches. Is that all? Yeah. Look, I, I, 
Rocky lost a lot. That's because Rocky didn't meet a fight he didn't accept. That's why. He hey. shouldn't have been fighting some of those guys. Come on now. Anyway. Hey, he's yeah, don't die on these like Rocky. Rocky was overmatched to me, man. Orlando says, Sam, don't die on this Rocky Hill. I'll say don't die on these Rocky steps, man. Come on. You, you can go up those Rocky steps and just be like our guy, Rocky Balboa. Anyway, so Rocky lived on the ropes and was able to be the heavyweight champion, right? So the Titans are on the ropes in your mind. They still have the ability to save themselves, you're saying. Yeah, I mean, like, again, let's look at the schedule. But when we came into the season, we saw two and four, and we said, not ideal, but if it's two and four, you're not dead yet. Uh, and so I think you're on the ropes because you do have an opportunity, a, a game at home against the Atlanta Falcons, uh, which is the Oilers game. It's your Titans, like, Legends game where you're bringing all your alumni back. Um, and it feels like a game that the Titans – need to and should win against Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons. Well, now you're back at three and four with some winnable games again against Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Indianapolis coming up. So you're not all the way to what I would say like is on life support, but I do understand people that feel that way because I mean the, the morale and the vibe around a team that loses, loses, has a bye week and is underperforming expectations of the fan base it is usually not great, even if you feel like there could be an upward trend coming. Yeah. Hey, Sanka, you dead, man? Yeah, man. <laughs> that, the, the Titans are approaching the cool runnings beatdown of two and four if they can't win this game against the Ravens. So I, I don't think they're on the ropes if they lose. My prediction preseason with you and Jack, Sam, was the Titans were going to be two and four at the bye week, then finish nine and set nine and eight and win the division, and win a playoff game. That is what my prediction was going to be. So I said if they're 3-3, three and three, everything they want to achieve is in front of them. If they're 2-4, and four, I think the word that I would use is fragile because I, I do think they're, they would easily go down the toilet if they went to 2-5. and five. But yeah. at two and four, you're okay. But I don't know how many more shots you can truly take. And you've got to find a way to get back to 500 around that Jags game, especially because one of your four losses is to the Colts. And so I, I truly think that fragile is in is that spot. But I also do believe, and I'm a believer in how the game looks as well as the final score. If the Titans lose to the Ravens, but the offense plays efficiently, the defense plays fairly well against Lamar Jackson, and it comes down to Justin Tucker hitting a 50-yard field goal to win, then, you know, that sucks, but there's something there, right? And I, I do think there are nuances that can happen in a loss, that I still can feel confidence in what their abilities are this season after the bye week. Yeah, how you lose matters. And I think this is an important note, though, from Bork, is that, like, in in the nightmare scenario that you go to two and five, are we at that point? Uh, and I'm sure that's a conversation that we'll entertain, Austin, if the Titans do, in fact, lose to Baltimore in London and are sitting at two and four staring down the barrel of, uh, you know, a game with the Atlanta Falcons and potentially two and five. A and what does that mean for Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis and Will Levis and the quarterback situation and Derrick Henry and what the Titans are moving forward uh, as the trade deadline approaches? That's a conversation that's going to have to happen if you lose. Uh, so a lot of different ways this could go in the next like two weeks or so. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I did see this. I wanted, I was going to go ahead and text this to us because Jay brings up a question. It says the Titans are better than they were last year. I now, agree with I, that. I, that that's going to be something. Let's let's save that for. You know, we got two weeks after yeah. this Ravens game. Um, are the Titans better than they were a year ago? Uh, I think that's an interesting question that we can discuss, Jay, uh, in the next couple of weeks, but. All right, so Sam, uh, I still think the Titans can win the division this season. I still feel that that's on the table. As of now, I would have to agree. 
Yeah. So, and I said yesterday, I think the defense has more things that they have to change than the offense, because I think the defense is playing for themselves. The offense, I can see the progress. I can understand the, the path that they're taking. It just needs to click and they can't wait too many more games for it to click. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and get to a uh, real quick. Devin says this feels very 2019 ish. And that's the year the Titans started two right. and four, went to the AFC title. Now they changed quarterbacks, but they don't have the Ryan Tannehill backup version available, right? Tannehill was an insurance policy. Billy Jeans. For Marcus Mariota, where you don't have a veteran insurance policy uh, right now with Malik Willis and with Ryan Tannehill. All right, Sam, I've got something I foreshadowed earlier in the show that I want to get to. But first, tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, they're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Don't fumble on your recovery. Go to the Bone and Joint Institute located out in Franklin and visit their state-of-the-art rehab facility to get all the assistance that you need and all of the attention and care. Uh, their, their facility has everything all under one roof on one campus, everything from clinic to rehab, surgery, imaging, testing, you don't have to drive all over the Middle Tennessee area to hit your different appointments. You just go to Franklin. Just go to one stop. It's a one-stop shop for all of your needs. Uh, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care at boneandjointtn.org. That's where you can schedule an appointment, boneandjointtn.org. All right, BetMGM, they're the official partner of the Tennessee Titans as well as of our A to Z Sports Morning Show. And you can win big with our bonus code ATOZ Sports for your first bet offer. That means you get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. So go big with that first bet offer, uh, up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses to start off your BetMGM career. I've, I'm in a slump right now, but that's okay. I'll, I'll find my way out of it, just like Rocky does up against the ropes. Uh, I don't think my betting uh, season is up against the ropes. I'm still, I'm not two and three like the Titans. I'm a lot higher ahead, but I've had a bad stretch in the last, you know, 72 hours or so. But uh, you can win with our bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, other requirements. First online real money wager only rewards issued knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem game sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So Sam, last week uh, I had a tough, a tough one because I told you that I was on the Anthony Richardson rushing yards over 47 and a half. And Richardson went down pretty quick in that game uh, with that shoulder AC joint sprain and is now on injured reserve. So I need a bounce back spot. And I've got something that I think is going to break through for the Titans in London that we've been waiting for. And I did it this morning. I went onto my BetMGM app and I, I had a $5 bonus bet from a recent loss that I've had. As I mentioned, I've been on a little slump the last little bit. But I put that on a Chig anytime touchdown mm. at plus 350. I think Chig gets in the end zone against the Ravens. I just, I feel it. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins does it. I think we go a yet another, I think we go six games without a D-hop touchdown. But I, I feel a Chig touchdown in London so that is just one of my bets. That's my long shot. Plus 350 uh, is not what I'm just going to ride big. I've got my other bet too, but how do you feel about a Chig anytime touchdown for the first time this season? I don't love it. I don't hate you it. don't love it. I mean, it's – I got to see more from Chig. That's kind of like where I'm at right now. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that I, – I don't think that would be a play that I would tail personally. But It's not a – it's not my big play, right? It's It's – just a small little sprinkle, but I I feel something about Chig getting the end zone. It's kind of one of those just hey, that's what anytime those... touchdowns are though. Is just like hey, I got a feeling about this one today. Like hard to predict. That's yeah, just you got to go with your gut. So yeah, yeah my gut's not saying that, but your gut is. I respect that. Somebody's saying Wiley anytime touchdown. That is a uh, plus sixteen hundred, but I, I don't think Josh Wiley's going to find the end zone anytime soon. He's already done that once. So, um, yeah, so that's what I think. What is your overall bet that you're riding this week, Sam? Yeah, here's the bet this weekend. This is going to hit. This is a lock. Uh, this is a big play for me. It's minus 115 
multiple units going down on it. I had to double take when I saw the line. Don't understand it to this day. DeAndre Hopkins over 58 and a half receiving yards. 58 and a half. That's crazy. His connection with Ryan Tannehill continues to get better and better and better. We've seen the way the Titans rely on him on third down, consistently converting, uh, making some big plays downfield last game, had over 100 yards for the first time in a Titans uniform and would have had even more had Derrick Henry not overthrown him in the back of the end zone. I think they're going to stick with what works, especially with Traylon Burks out for yet another week. And DeAndre Hopkins is going to do what DeAndre Hopkins does. There's no way he goes under 58 and a half. I'm hammering the over. The receptions for D-Hop, now it's minus 140, but it's over four and a half. Yeah, I mean, but if we're going over four and a half, we might as well go over 58 and a half on the receiving Yeah, I'm with you. Like, yeah, so. I, don't, I don't dislike it. DeAndre Hopkins' longest reception at 21 and a half right now, too. I'd, I'd like a parlay of both of them. I'd like to know what that comes out to, to say he's going to have at least five catches and at least 59 receiving yards. I like that bet a lot. I, yeah. I was shocked to watch that. Like D-Hop is averaging way. over 71 yards receiving in, in games this season. And so that is significantly over um, that 58 and a half number. Excuse me. I do like that 58 and a half number, but uh, I'm going to go with something that I've had success with. I think Tajay Spears once again continues to carve out a great role with this offense. I really like Tajay Spears over 26 and a half rushing yards. Now it's minus 120, so that's the favorite. But I think I think Tajay Spears is something that the Titans are going to have to turn to with the predictability of Derrick Henry. And so, you know, 26 and a half, I think we need to get in and, and ride the Tajay low numbers before BetMGM and the other books catch up. Because every year there's something that they are slow to adjust to that we can bank on. And Tajay's overs is that right now. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Uh, I mean, it, with the amount of yards he's averaging per carry and like even per reception and the big plays that he's had, like they are, uh, you know, certainly could get it all on one play. And that's, uh, you know, attractive in a bet. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Paul says, uh, did you see my 30 plus yards and a touchdown? I did, Paul. I think for Tajay, that would make a lot of sense um, for sure. And then, you know, Eric says the coaching staff won't do that though. Well, I mean, what do you mean? The, the coaching staff has been using Tajay Spears quite a bit because the overs have been hitting consistently with Tajay uh, there too. So uh, yeah. So I think those are two pretty solid bets uh, to, to keep an eye on. So I'm going to ride, actually, I'm going to ride both of them. I'm going to ride yours on D hop over 58 and a half. And obviously my Tajay over 26 and a half uh, rush yards for those two guys. All right, Sam, you want to have a little fun? We, we talked about this. Uh, we've got some time built in. You want to have a little fun with uh, the kicker, Nick Folk? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. You had a good conversation with Nick Folk earlier in the week, uh, and we haven't been able to play it yet, but uh, Nick Folk has made his way around a ton of stadiums in his NFL career. Do you have a team? Maybe an EPL team? Uh, yeah, I'm a Man United fan. Okay, so... How do you feel about uh, playing at Tottenham over there? I mean, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to play at a new stadium. Um, I always like playing at a bunch of different stadiums. I think in my career, I've played at an NFL game or an NFL sanctioned game in 42 different stadiums, something like that. So it's kind of cool to uh, play in a bunch of different places. So it's um, it'll be fun to get a new one under the belt. This will be his 43rd stadium he's played in. Which is nuts. Austin, I didn't realize how like insane that was until yesterday. Because yesterday I started going around asking coaches and players, just like, hey, do you know how many you've been to? Like, what, what do you estimate? Tim Kelly said somewhere around 30. He hasn't even been to like Atlanta yet. There's like stadiums he hasn't even been to. I asked uh, Morgan Cox, who said his number was up at like 36. Uh, Deandre Hopkins told me he was somewhere around 33 to 34. Probably he estimated Danico Autry kind of in that same boat, like that 32 to 34 range. And Morgan Cox even shared with me in order to play every team, both home and on the road, Austin, to, to do that based off of like the old rules, it's a little different now with the extra game, but yeah, you would have to play with the same team for eight straight years. And even if you did that, or like, and 
Otherwise, you had to get pretty lucky with like scheduling of like hitting a team that you hadn't already played with the other one. So that's just to get to the 30 active NFL stadiums with SoFi and MetLife both being uh, the home of two different teams. Mm -hmm. So there's 30 active. Nick Folk has added 12 additional stadiums on top of the 30 active ones currently. And I'm we were trying to do the math. Me and Morgan were sitting there like, which ones has Nick played in? He played at Old Dallas. He played at Old MetLife. He played in Mexico City, Wembley, the Tottenham. Uh, he played in St. Louis. He played maybe at the L.A. Coliseum, we determined. Maybe Oakland. Oakland. Uh, old San Francisco. Maybe a couple of the, like. Like Old uh, Minnesota? When Minnesota. Well, Old Minnesota or when Minnesota was at University of Minnesota. Yeah. Or like whatever it was. There was all these different stadiums where like that he has to have like maxed out the possibilities for him to be at 42 different stadiums, it, a wild number, a shocking number. And yeah, I'd be curious yeah. if anybody else around the league right now, like can touch more, uh, Nick yeah, San Diego. Did, did you mention that one? Yeah. Like, right. There's a couple options that, and, uh, Morgan Cox mentioned too, he played against San Diego when they were playing in the soccer field. Uh, like the soccer stadium. And so he yeah. was like, that was another weird one that, you know, he just played in one time. So I don't know. He said, he said also said NFL sanctioned games. There's a preseason. So, oh, maybe, maybe the pro bowl. Uh, we were also thinking like preseason in Mexico city. I don't know if he's ever done that before. Hall of fame game. Hall of uh, fame game. Could be like the pro bowl in Orlando, the pro bowl in Hawaii. If he made one of those, I mean, it's that's insane. I wonder what the NFL record is. I mean, most. he he only made one Pro Bowl in his career, and it was in okay. 07. So, so that was Hawaii. Hawaii Pro Bowl would have been one that he probably kicked in. But uh, I don't know. We like we were going over it. Me and Morgan Cox were sitting there counting the stadiums yesterday. I'm just like, I, I don't know how he's at 42. Like he has to have played everywhere, gotten lucky with the schedule, and like yep. you know. And know, a couple of these international games to go into it. I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty cool. And I feel like kickers and long and snappers I, are guys that really track that stuff. Well, yeah, it's funny because, right, like how many of those guys actually – like Morgan Cox didn't even know his number. He was like trying to count with me mm -hmm. and try and figure it out. But he's like, I'm not up that high. I don't know what it is. Nick Folk had that handy. He was like, I yeah. think it's 42 now. I'm going on 43. So I he is probably very aware of the fact that he's played everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, you know, Paul says maybe older kickers who play 15-plus years, like, you know, Adam Vinatieri, right? But Adam Vinatieri didn't play in an era where they were doing all these international games. And so he's not going to get those. Yeah, he would have exploits. more older stadiums from new stadiums being built, but less of the international. and. Like but he also, but Adam Vinatieri probably didn't play in a lot of the newer stadiums because he missed that aspect too. So I, I do think that's pretty fast. Oh, RCA Dome. Uh Kevin said for, I don't know if, I don't know when the RCA dome. I don't know when that done, was Lucas oil has been a while for been around for a bit. Anyway, yeah. pretty interesting. All right, Sam, let's go ahead and get to the good news segment of the show. We've talked a ton of Titans here on this Friday. Ain't that good news to send us the weekend. So share your good news with us and we'll uh, read it here to wrap up this Friday. <laughs> Thanks again to Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process. See them in Lebanon or online and go see our friend Payne Bone online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com to make them a part of that new car buying process. Sam, uh, good news in the chat. I'll let uh, some of that good news flow in. Uh, Jeff says good news, COVID negative and got to play the MW3 beta. I have no idea. Modern Warfare 3. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And yeah. he says, uh, Rangers versus Astros, all Texas baseball battle for the world series. Oh, for the Rangers go Rangers. Uh, where's our, uh, where's our Astros fan in the chat? Go Rangers. I can't, I can't do this right now. Right. <laughs> Let's see. Hey, uh, good news for Jason. Uh, just got approval for hundred percent disability from the VA. Congratulations on that. I'm sure that was a long process. Jay Boston says good news. Titans put at eight 30 AM freeze up by Sunday afternoon. That's true. Let's go ahead and mention that because me and Jack are going to be live for our Titan game day starting at eight o'clock. So you guys are used to watching us at eight o'clock central time uh, for our morning shows right here, but eight o'clock 
on Sunday for a game day. That's an early start for us. So we're excited about that. Me and Jack have a lot of fun things uh, to talk about on Sunday. So uh, there's Justin. Right yeah, there, there's please. Justin. Wow. I saw his comments earlier. I was, you know, I thought we might be able to dodge talking about the Astros. I'm sick. Although I'm, I am glad he beat the twins. So I guess go Astros for that. Karen one. says, good news. The Preds won three Oh and their home opener over Seattle. Uh, that is some good news right there. And uh, Toff says, good news. The Dodgers lost another playoff series. I think we can celebrate Dodgers losses. Uh, that's fine. Sorry D-backs to Austin Huff. Fun, man. D-backs are, are ti- fun. Yeah. On the tied up podcast, uh, Austin Huff, Dodgers fan. Jim Wyatt, Dodgers fan. So apologies to them. Uh, but uh, my good news, Sam, is that next week, the Titans bye week means the annual cabin weekend for me and my family. So I will be off Thursday and Friday. So no good news for me on next Friday. Uh, because I will be up in Slade, Kentucky, uh, in our, our Red River Gorge cabin that we've been at for the last couple of years, taking in uh, nature in the fall, all the leaves in that drive up there in the Red River Gorge. It's beautiful uh, to take some relaxation, some hiking, and also trying to see if Alabama can lose to Tennessee in back-to-back cabin weekends for me. So oh, it was, be, a, it was your cabin weekend last time. That's too. where I was last year to watch – Tennessee beat Bama. So we'll see how that goes. Wow. All right. Um, my good news, Austin, is that I'm going to see the Taylor Swift eras movie uh, tonight. That's my good <laughs> news. And I'm very excited about it. Smiling through your pain. No, I, it, I'm, I am curious. I am curious to see. Is this going to be like, are you going to, is this going to be like a work movie? Like, are you going to be able to, See if there's any th- stories we can get out of this with with the Travis Kelsey things. And- yeah, might have to might have to look into that. Might have to see, you know, what's the what's the what's the lowdown there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, did you make it through the scary movie from last week? Yeah, it wasn't that scary. I'm gonna be honest okay. with you. Like, I did not like it. But like, not, I not I didn't like it because of I I don't want to, you know, come on here and bash anybody that like. If you want to go see Exorcist, Exorcist Believer, go still see it. Like, why not? Uh, I thought it was going to be like one of those movies that I walked away from being like, I hated that. That was terrifying for over two hours and like just like made me feel gross. Uh, I didn't I wasn't all that bothered by it. I thought it was kind of underwhelmingly scary compared to the trailer. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I wonder which will be scarier, the Taylor Swift Ayers tour movie or that movie? I don't know. It depends on. It's a good question. I'm going. Gosh, man. The theater experience is going to be the worst part of that whole deal. Like of the people that you'll be around in the theater is going to be the scariest part. Correct. But I'm trying to go for the movie and have a good time uh, and support my girlfriend and, you know, be, you know. So. (laughs) (laughs) That was. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, all right. So we will wrap this thing up. It's end of the weekend. We'll be live once again at 8 o'clock in the morning on Sunday for our Titan pregame show. Uh, thanks to all of our game day partners, Adventure Science Center, Jarrett Companies, Chim Chimney, BetMGM, Mint Gaming Hall, the Law Office of Amanda J. Gentry, and X-Golf Nashville. So we'll have a lot of great content there. But on the way out, make sure you like the show before you go. Give us that thumbs up. It goes a long way. Uh, Vols halftime postgame show tomorrow. Buck Rising will have a live 615 sessions show from London uh, tomorrow morning as well. So be up, watch out for that. And we'll see you guys on Sunday morning. Have a good start to your week and appreciate it as always.